You're listening to I Like That Story, podcast number 34, 89% Perfect. Today's story brought to you by Evolution Consulting, nationwide image professionals for styling, speaking, and stage. Back in the 1940s, when we were in the middle of World War II, we were making all kinds of bombs, planes, tanks, torpedoes, and munitions. And if you recall your history, the bane of the soldier, sailor, and pilot was a malfunctioning piece of equipment, or dud. So much effort was made to inspect each part to avoid those problems, some of which were deadly. But the problems did not go away. It turned out that the inspectors would make mistakes and a few duds would always sneak through. And it was a mathematician who suggested that inspecting only a few parts per hundred would be faster, almost as accurate, and much, much cheaper. I know this story because my dad told it to me. He was a quality engineer, a job and career that sprang out of the war, a position that still exists today, where a person's sole job was inspecting a small percentage of parts to make sure everything is up to spec. It was Dad who confronted me with my first taste of unavoidable error when he recited a mantra used almost daily by quality engineers. 100% inspection is not 100% accurate. Years later, I ran into it again. I heard about a large insurance company who had developed a way to settle auto claims within hours of the accident. The adjuster would speed to the site, inspect the damage, and cut the check right on the spot. There were a lot of reasons why that worked well, but one of the surprising details was that it cut down on error. An agent explained, Jeff, every time somebody transcribes information from one person to another, there's an 11% error factor. I, I was astounded. You mean people make that many mistakes? He nodded with confidence. Believe me, he said, if anybody could figure out what the error factor of people is, it would be an insurance company. Now, this statistical truth runs smack into conventional wisdom when we hear coaches talk about giving 110% and common descriptions like, well, he's a perfectionist or she's a perfect parent and more. And then this sets up a dangerous, yes, very dangerous set of expectations that sadly I've seen on a fairly common basis. As a young dad, I set my baby in a car seat on the trunk of the car while I opened the door. What I didn't realize was that this new car seat was different enough from the other one. It didn't have rubber feet on the bottom. So when I set it on the trunk and went to open the door, it slid off and fell face first down in the concrete driveway. I can, I can still hear that sound. Well, my daughter Maggie was okay. Everything was fine. I made a mistake. Not so easy for others. A rancher with four sons and a cute little girl, the apple of his eye, was out checking fields when he had her open up a gate. Now, she didn't listen, or he didn't explain, or she was too small to see, or it was too muddy. It could have been any or none of those things. What for sure happened is that the older boys were called home from school and with no advanced warning saw their father dump the lifeless body of their little sister on the kitchen table and shout, This is what happens when you're stupid. He never could accept 
That day, he dove into a bottle and stayed there. The brothers fell into a hole of remorse and grief and sorrow and anger, and a dark shadow was cast over that entire family where it remains to this very day. Nobody's perfect is not a cop-out or an excuse or a descent into shoddy workmanship. It is reality. Your spouse will make mistakes. Understand that. Your co-workers will fail. Prepare for it and accept it with good grace. Your kids will disappoint you just, well, just like you did when you were a kid. And you, above all you, will continue to make errors. It is who you are. When Paul said, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, it's not was a statement of condemnation. It was also a statement of, of forgiveness. You cannot be perfect. Only God can be. If you do not accept this, you are guilty of a kind of false pride, a vision of you that is wrong. And if you do not accept that even the best vigilance and intentions cannot protect everybody all the time, you run the real, the very real risk of hurting not just one person, but everybody you love. Like a broken down rancher who cannot accept that he was 89% perfected. Thanks for listening. As you can tell, I believe in the power of story. Story changes lives and encourages people to overcome obstacles and live lives of peace, passion, and prosperity, whatever that may look like to them. And story changes business. It clarifies mission. It attracts good people and good customers and offers a culture that encourages people in many measurable and then also unmeasurable ways. And if you'd like to find out more about what I write about or where I speak, you can please find me on my website, I like that story. Net. I'm Jeff Gould, and until next time, God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.